grab a six or a cold one, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12-man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. I'm going to share the shit out of my screen. I'd see that's it. You can't be trusted. Welcome to Dynasty Road Trip. Hey. Um, it's basically a Dynasty fantasy football podcast where, where the theme is that we're in the car and, and taking in some intoxicants and driving around the back roads. And uh, we're going to take you on a tour through fantasy football. Oh, and this is this is the time of year where you really that's all you're doing is taking the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing real happens in the NFL this time of year except so many stories. Yes. That is exactly what I wanted to hit on first. Um because the thing is uh, the only the only kind of action that's actually going to affect what's what's actually happening is negative. It's like an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, that's really the only thing that can come out of this. Any yep. news you hear about a guy who's dominating in camp mm-hmm. um, in seven on sevens, um, any player comps, uh, yeah, just ignore it all. It's what are they going to say? You know, they're going to say the guy's terrible. Well, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> as you pointed out, they they said that about a certain wide receiver last year yeah. in camps. I'm not. Yeah. Who, was, who was that? Uh, I think Jamar Chase was supposed to be horrible last year. Oh, yeah, because he, he couldn't figure it out. He wasn't going to be able to figure <laughs> right. it out. So I, I have done this, this year's Traylon Burks as a possible guy like that. So apparently, okay. you know, he has asthma. There's been a lot of stories about his asthma. So Much clearly, of it. Yeah, his clearly, asthma and, and Pickett's hands. Oh, those are, that's, that's a terrible, that's a lethal yeah. combo. Well, I think his tiny hands would be great at administering the oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A little asthma. Ooh. Can he pick it on the inhaler? Just yeah. money. Oh. Gloves? Yeah. I mean. Nimble handling of the inhaler. Just it, efficient administration of the mist. That's a, I mean, talk, talk about a story that has stopped. I mean, we've been talking about Kenny Pickett's <laughs> hands for two months pre-draft. Right. Not I'm a sure. fucking word. Like if I was Kenny Pickett, I, I might I might go out and just do something illegal. Yeah. So they so just they get can your stop hands talking on about the my paper. hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do like a, a he stole a, rings. Right. Yeah. Like, Little maybe, tiny uh, ones. <laughs> he could have a handoff with Trump. <laughs> that's what. That's really where we should have gotten that down to. Just yeah. Like yeah. But really, how small are they? They're way bigger than Trump's. So you know what I gotta say? Like, I mean, that just came to you right now. But like, that's that's Kenny Pickett's line right there. He's like, yeah, but my hands are big enough to be president. Yeah, and well, and that's the other thing. I mean, he literally had his hand size scrutinized for months, and you know what he didn't do? Turn into a giant baby about his hands. Yeah. No. Like it, it literally affected his paycheck. The mm-hmm. other guy, the orange one, it, the size of his hands was totally not relevant to anything, but yeah. he melted down for weeks. Can he pick it? Handled it like a champ. Why? Not worried about it. Confident about the hands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how many stories have we read about Kenny Pickett that have zero effect on dynasty football? 
Yeah. Like zero. You just, we don't know until he's actually played. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, maybe I'll list off, I'm, I'm going to list off two teams, right? Just real quick right now. Um, we're not going to get too far into them, but kind of ideas of stories that I've read. Okay. Um, give a, I'll give a shout out to my friend, Chris, who was listening to the podcast. And, you know, we had a take on the Packers recently with their rookies, Watson and Dobbs. And, Indeed. And I was like, well, I talked to him and I was like, man, you know, if, if I wanted the most sure thing in Green Bay, I would be taking Randall Cobb. Because to me, <laughs> Randall Cobb is the most sure thing in Green Bay, right? Because I don't know what everyone else is going to do. El Lazard could be way better than Randall Cobb. Right. Um, That's Watson actually where could. I think I'd push my chips at this stage, and I'm basing right. that on nothing. Right. Dobbs, there's, I mean, we forget that Sammy Watkins is there, right? Oh, I didn't forget. Well, not Sammy, not me. That's true. So, if way back, if I go in and I look at like, uh, you know, some of the the places I go to with news, I was like, you know what? As I'm talking to him, I'm like, I realized that at one point this summer, each one of those wide receivers had like at least a week where they were going to be Rogers' favorite, right? Right. And so today, like literally after I uh, get ready for this podcast and I go in and I look at my NBC Sports Edge and the article from today says, Matt Schneiderman reports tight end Tyler Davis is a name that popped up more than any other player when discussing the under the radar players on the Packers roster this offseason. Oh, like, oh, we got a we got a camp guy emerging. Is this we have, we have exactly, Tyler Davis? Exactly what we were talking about. So for all of you who made the mistake of drafting a Christian Watson in your dynasty rookie drafts and stuff, cut him and go get Tyler Davis. Right, because I mean, there is a story out right now right, that right. you can click on and and you can let it change your opinion. So we've talked a little bit on how so how do you leverage that in your favor, right? So let's say you own Alan Lazard and you read this article that Alan Lazard's got this chemistry with Aaron Rodgers in there. It's, it's uh, beyond football. It's, it's just magical. If you want to oversell a player, then that this is the time. If you can bring yourself to do it. But right. second, that article pops out about Alan Lazard, go trade him, get, get a guy who gets all excited that, Oh, they, that is the number one guy. And I've used this example before, but I'm going back to it because it is so perfect. LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. It was about, I don't know, how many was it been? Five years now? His rookie season? Yeah, I think so. Um, There was an article that came out right around now in the preseason that in camp, Chenault looked dominant, and Mm -hmm. the player comp was Andre Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Simultaneously in all three of my dynasties, people made pushes for LaVisca Chenault, independent yep. of each other without knowing each other. Some of them, some of them did. There was some overlap, but <laughs> independent of each other, somebody in each league made a move for him. And it's yep. almost assuredly based on that one article that said he was dominant in camp. And right. and you had a good story about that if a few years back you went to camp and talking about you'd read these articles about oh this guy looked great and mm-hmm. you're like 
okay, well, I was there. And how, right. how did that pan out? Right. It's, it's just, it's obvious. I mean, these guys are the writers. Let's talk about the beat writers of these places. I mean, it's, it's a twofold thing. One is they want to have, they want to be right. So they are going to go to camp. And what can you really report on seven on seven drills that a guy is throwing three balls under design play in the end zone and he gets, and he catches them. Yeah. One guy caught two of them. Right. Like, so yeah, he looks, he doesn't, he doesn't look good. He looks like he will do what he's supposed to do, but it, it, it's silly to think that anyone is separate. It's also silly to think these teams, the defenders playing against these guys are not, are not even allowed to go full bore. They're in shorts. (laughs) Right. Like, like, so like, uh, you know, so, a top performer or an outs- a guy who's been sticking out. It's like, you know what? I snack fucking awesome in my gym shorts. Like I, I, I can snack like a champ. In fact, you know, you, you might want to pick me up as uh, the next Joey Chestnut if you play Dynasty food eating because I am snacking baller right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can probably cut (laughs) you can probably cut all of that part out no let's get a loser game show sound effect in the middle of of the gap (laughs) (laughs) don't do that to me i i tried i tried to stop myself it's like no, don't go backwards. Uh, it just got worse. Like, yeah, I was trying think- to think of another analogy. Like, yeah, I you put me in my gym shorts, man. I'll drink some beers, but when I got that tuxedo on me, you know, you go to the bar at a wedding wearing your tux. What's the first thing you do? You got to loosen the fucking tie. You got to get it off yeah. you. It's restricting. It holds you back. <laughs> Not like if you were standing there in your favorite t-shirt, you know, right? Just something fucking pair of black Nike shorts, man. Just hammering drinks at the wedding bar. No, no, no. The suit, shoes that you fucking hate, they're all hard plastic. They're not broken in because they're rentals. You can't. You can't flow like that. Fuck that. That's pads. Yeah, Yeah, that's pads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, good. Well done. Okay. I think we... (laughs) We should get out of here. We should get out of here. I think we might want to take a U turn. <laughs> yeah, I think people are looking at us. We should probably uh, pay up. Yeah, yeah, this and, isn't uh, good. You know what? <laughs> take that road trip. Yeah. Why don't? Uh, well, let's. Uh, we're, we're gonna we, we're gonna head up north. It's it's sweltering right now. It's that it's that summertime humidity. Uh, it like, smells like skunk in here. Uh, it's like it's like living under Chuck Norris's nutsack outside right now. Yeah, this is literally I was out the other day. I said my balls feel like silly putty. Yeah. Like yeah. I am gonna put a we're gonna transfer Popeye over <laughs> to this piece of paper. It'll be delightful. Everyone will rejoice. <laughs> yeah, we we have to strike a large section. That was my, my short analogy, your suit analogy, and then your silly putty balls. <laughs> no this is gold we're, we're i don't know what the awards are for for a podcast but we're gonna be fucking nominated yeah yeah we're gonna get nominated so hard <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even like, know what hit me you know what's crazy 
we're going to get nominated whilst in gym shorts. I'll be like, <laughs> officer, she nominated me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus oh, being like, don't pin this on me, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to get out of here. Everybody's yeah. starting to look at us. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab one for the road because I can't. Don't pay your tab off just yet, but get your keys ready. And here, take this beer, but don't open it yet. I said, don't open it because it's one for the road. We gotta talk about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther. Hey, you're talking to a guy with a 75% own share. Yeah, I, you know, um, my son is a Panthers fan and he was just excited. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I would yeah. too. Because, so let's, let's talk about the trickle down effect of what this does. This is what, what I like to see here. You've got, okay, there's a Carolina story. So now Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, <laughs> two of uh, what's, I think, Mayfield was pick one and Darnold was pick three, three. in the 2018 yeah. draft. So they're competing to see which one of them was less of a bust. Oh, I, I think, I've, I think we know the answer to that. I, I'm going Baker. I, I think the fact that one just got traded for to replace yeah. the other tells you all you need to know. Oh, but you know, once you don't want to see Sam Darnold backed into a corner, it's a feisty cicada ham Darnold. Yeah. Um, so, but, so that's, that's the story. That's what most everyone's talking about, but I, I, I want to go on the other side of the story here. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I want to talk about Jacroby brisket. Okay. Cause now he's kind of the starter in Cleveland all of a sudden. There's right? really no savvy vet, like a Fitzpatrick hanging around the wire waiting to be acquired. It's- right. Yeah, so, you're you're kind of rolling with Brissett at this point. So hot take on that. Sizzling hot takes. If that's what happens, go push all your chips in on the Browns running backs because they ain't passing the ball. True. So they've got the backs to do it. They do. I mean, they've got a great they actually have a really good looking offense. They have like one of the best offensive lines. They got great backs. They traded for Amari Cooper. Um they're they're kind of in a good spot. They re-signed Njoku. I mean, that's a, an offense yeah. that's good to go, and, and Joby, Jacoby Brisket's going to ruin it. Um, I think he's serviceable. He's a serviceable passer. Yeah. <clears throat> he will execute the offense to yeah. the best of his ability. Well, that's the unfortunate part. <laughs> you know, like, I like the guy, too, but he had his shot with Colts, and it, it was not pretty. Um so that that's that's one trickle down effect. But I also look at the other effect is that like that's basically the Seahawks are now it's Geno Smith and Drew Lock and that's for real. Like that's not that's not a pretend thing that I just made up. I'd heard last week that they were back in on Mayfield, and then within forty eight hours, I heard that they were in fact no longer in on mm-hmm. Mayfield, um, which boggles my mind. I guess you're rolling with that. Um, wow. So. There's one other thing that's affected by this, though. And what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo now? Because the only place I saw him really making that he could end up was the scenario I saw going on is that Jimmy Garoppolo ended up in Carolina. 
Yes, and, that's where I had him from day one. And Mayfield <clears throat> ended up in Seattle. Um, but now Mayfield's in Carolina, and there's no way that the 49ers are sending Jimmy G to Seattle. So that's over. Right. So could right. Jimmy G have a one-year prove-it deal with the Browns? Huh. That would be a perfect fit. Like, I don't know where else he can go now unless there's an injury. That is your perfect hitchhiker. Right? So Get you through the season, and after that, whatever, man. I mean, don't you think, Jimmy? I mean, like, they got Deshaun Watson the following year, but, I mean, if if no one's, like, if they can't trade for him and he wants to get a good contract, the Browns are a perfect situation for him to uh, to go there. I also want you to think about this right now. Um, Deshaun Watson's contract was $230 million guaranteed. Uh, and there's something like in his first year, he got a ton of that money. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he got $230 million guaranteed at signing was $230 million. So I want you to think about that. It's a five-year contract. So that breaks down to like $46 million a year. Okay. So right now, next year, the Cleveland Browns will be paying $56 million to quarterbacks that won't take a staff for them between wow. the dead money of Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson's guaranteed money. Damn. $56 million. So Baker Mayfield, I think, makes the Panthers a much better team, and I think he hurts some other teams by ending up there. <clears throat> yeah, most namely Cleveland, yeah. who has to play yeah. them in week one. Um, I feel like I'm ready to have Martin get out of this heat, but uh, first I've got to get some ice and some whiskey in this glass because uh, I got to cool down. Yeah, I need to get something without liquor because my tongue is sticking to the roof of my mouth. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Get something with liquor and something without liquor. Best of both worlds. It's time to settle up at the bar and the bathroom. Top off that tank and grab one for the road because we're about to take you around the league on a dynasty road trip. Uh, all right. I got my burrito for the road. You, okay. Yeah. You know, I think we've talked about this before. Don't you have to be pre approved for a burrito in the car? I feel like this could, I feel like this could be an issue. Well, the weird the thing is it wasn't even on the menu at the bar, so I'm not even sure where the fuck she is like a personal burrito, but <laughs> this personal burrito is that a, is that a... <laughs> is that a... <laughs> it wasn't a menu item. I don't know where it came from, but I, it was it's it was delicious. Yeah, that's a, like a, a butthole surfer song. <laughs> yeah. Personal burrito. Personal burrito. <laughs> If you got your burrito, you know, I don't want you to wait and let your burrito get cold. So let's hop in the let's hop in the car and head up north there. No, I ate it already. Let's go. Oh, good lord! Let's. So hopefully it's not too cold up there because I do feel like we might need to leave the windows down. <sighs> well, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Between this beer and that burrito, things <clears throat> are gonna things are gonna head south quickly. Yeah. Well, mm. speaking of leaving the window down, let's start with the bears. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I have we changed our opinions on their cornucopia of shit at uh, ah. at wide receiver 
or uh, are we seeing our way to believing uh, maybe they've got a plan? There's no way. I like. There's no way. Uh, you got Mooney. Then you get a big body wide receiver in uh, Equinemius. Then you get some more small, fast guys to go over the middle. You got a big tight end target. You've got a reliable running back. Roll out your quarterback. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm with you. That sounds you make. Here's my question for you. Who's your number two wide receiver in Chicago? I mean, like like legit. Legit? Uh, That's... That's why we settled on a cornucopia of shit. They right. don't have a viable two. Um, I mean, as I said, maybe they're, they're going to do it. Like I said, a big body wide receiver and then run some small guys like Pringle. And uh, I'm not sure who else is even on the roster. See, that's, that's what's weird. You, you have that too, but you've got um, Pringle's not small. Okay. How big but- is Pringle? You throw me a guess because this really threw me off. I, I've always pictured Pringle as a small guy. Six one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's super fast, right? Yeah, but he's two hundred and three pounds. Yeah, that's a good size, man. Yeah, yeah I did have him pegged more as like a, a yeah, like slightly like, bigger than Hollywood Brown. So comparison: Darnell Mooney is five eleven, one seventy five. Oh no shit! I, yeah. I have a twenty five percent owned share in Mooney, and I didn't realize he was that short. Yeah, and Equinemius St. Brown is six five. Right. So that's what yeah. I'm seeing. You put, you get Komet out there. Yeah. You've got a couple of big targets. You've got some small, not smaller, but faster guys working. Mm-hmm. This. <sighs> yeah. No, I, like, I, I'm not in love with it, but I understand it. I see the plan. Um, yeah. I see the plan too. It's to get higher draft picks for a few years. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Justin Fields, you're, you're going to have to be a, a run first thing. So I guess look, let, let, we're going to go up north. We're going to visit from this standpoint. Is there any off-season stories out there? No. It, has anything changed with the Bears? Have they? Has there been any rumors of a, maybe they'll sign this free agent guy or, at wide receiver? No, I haven't no. heard that at all. Mm-hmm. So this this is what they're running. I mean, we are talking, and and I would say I think it's truly between Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown, and Cole Komet as the as, two. As the two. Who's and, in charge over there? Well, it's a Luca Getze. A Luca Getze. <laughs> he comes with the breadsticks. <laughs> he, that was, he might want to bring those. Um, so, I, I, I mean, from a dynasty standpoint. Let's, Nothing's let's, really changed. Yeah. Not really. I mean, Justin Fields is the question mark. You got Montgomery. Um, who's a lot, I, I think, of, a lot of redrafts are real high on Komet this year. They yeah. think this is the year he's going to break. Mooney, he's another guy. Is roll the dice. I said, I'm yeah. 25% owned share. I like his mm-hmm. talent. Um, but yeah, I, I, a bust wouldn't surprise me. I'm not real sold on anything there. It's a no. total crapshoot. And uh, I agree. Approach it accordingly. Yep. But speaking of Luca Getze, where where did he come from? Oh, he came from that Italian city in the Bay, Green Bay. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, what's going on in Green Bay? Well, we touched on it a little bit. Um, every wide receiver is going to be awesome. Um, Rogers it, put a tweet out the other day saying. 
that Lazard's the one. He's got to step it up. Yeah, that's true. That means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But there is at least two guys in your league who have mild erections who will take mm-hmm. him off your hands right now based yep. on that alone. So they're so excited. If you'd Here, like to deal him, that one article will help you get the job done. Here's something to keep in mind with what Green Bay, from, from a dynasty standpoint, too. Um, you know, you, you can't, like, where does Aaron Rodgers sit as a dynasty quarterback right now? Hmm. I, mean, I still want to have him on my roster. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying a premium for him. Uh, the, there's not a lot of years left, so you have to look at it like that. Um, I, I, I feel fine starting him even with no one there to throw to per se. Well, um, yeah, I, he's just, he, he's kind of in that Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan type veteran, plug it, plug him in. Let me tell you a little concern I've got with the Packers. Offense, even with Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, obviously with Adams gone, there's going to be a step back. I also think there's like there's an age factor with Aaron Rodgers. We just, if Tom Brady had retired three years ago, we'd be talking about Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers being a lot more. Yeah. So there's that. There's that thing too. Tom Brady has set this higher threshold um, of age and how they can perform. The thing I say is, last year the Packers were the, the dead last in the league in pace per play. Okay. And if you look what they did in their drafts, yes, from Dice to have one, they got two wide receivers. That's what we're excited about. But they also just, they just loaded up on defense, really. Um, they needed I, that. Right. I, I think what I think what's going to happen is if, if there's a, I want Dylan and I want Aaron Jones on that team. And unless I already own one of the wide receivers, I, I would not make a trade for it until something pans out during the season. No. Um, but I, I'm really all in on both of them running backs. Like, well, I, I think I would, the sneaky thing that's that a lot of people aren't looking at is that Jones slots in for a decent amount of receptions. Mm-hmm. He will almost function as a wide receiver three or four in that offense, and mm-hmm. he's one of the few guys that's established enough that Rodgers trusts him. It's, yep. uh, I mean, Lazard's yep. been around, and 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 the running backs, and that's that's pretty much it. And I want to say, I think Aaron Jones is in the contract year, so they might also just be like, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll yeah, burn him out. Never, yep, burn him out. They never worry about that. So, yeah, uh, every I'm, I guess what we're saying out there is every week, who's going to be the star wide receiver is going to change. And I'll tell you what, uh, week one preseason. Who, whatever wide receiver is, whoever catches uh, that touchdown is yeah. gonna go crazy. Yeah. I'm actually gonna go to uh, a Packers preseason game this year. Oh, nice. Um, so it'll be interesting to to go to the game and see what wide receiver looks actually good on the field, and then like see the spin that I read about. You know, a few hours after the game. Yeah, because um, yeah, I don't know, man. Again, I'm, a, I'm all in on Watson. That's size. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing not to like about Watson. I, I agree with you. He's got everything out there. And what do we know in the, the NFL? We we could be totally wrong or we could be totally spot on. Just, that, that's what it is. We, we have nothing except stories to know right now. And, um, 
Yeah, what would you give up for Watson right now? Give up for Watson? Mm-hmm. Not, not like you. You don't own him. What What would you be willing to pay for Watson right now? Would you, <sighs> would you give up a, a one next year? I was just gonna say, let's set the over under at a next year's one, and honestly. That really is it. I, I'm so tempted to do it. Um, I've got about seven or eight beers in me. So if mm-hmm. you were to send me that offer right now, I would probably click yes. Okay. okay. Depending on my team, I have. Uh, there's a few teams where I'm absolutely stacked at wide. But there, uh, yeah, I, I believe two of my leagues, I would take that offer right now, drunkenly. Uh, yeah. Yes. How would you feel next year if you were if uh, you were drafting and you didn't have that pick and you realized that Jordan Love was through the Christian Watson? I feel less good, but six four is still six four. Yeah. Um, so we- yeah, I, I feel okay with his size and talent. It's kind of like a Fryermuth situation. Yeah. Uh, where I loved Pat Fryermuth, knowing full well Ben wasn't going to be around to throw. Okay, to- okay. I mean, that, that's I guess that's the point I was trying to make is like, yeah, yeah. Do you the, like you, this you player? have to factor that in when right. you make that pick. Right. You got you got to make those those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, like I do not own a first or second in next year's nasty draft. The nasty, a ten man half PPR dynasty featuring practice squad. Founded by Ron and Jonah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is kind of the baseline here yep. at Dynasty Road Trip, which we gauge all of our decisions on. So just so you I, know, I'm like all chips in this year. Okay. Um, okay. Uh-huh. I got a, I got an aging lineup and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not old across the board, but um, I, I went all in. I went for, to get Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Um, so, on that, that's a win that, now move. On that note, yeah, next year I'd be I'm gonna be sitting there and like looking at where my pick would be and be thinking like, oh, should I held off on this and use this for a running back here, right? Instead, so you're always thinking about that, like, what are you giving up? Right, but the thing is, <laughs> okay, I've used this scenario before too, but I'm gonna bring it up again. I missed on DK Metcalf in one of my dynasties. I yeah. He went the pick before me. It was killing me. So halfway through his rookie year, I came at the guy who had him, and he came back at me with next year's two. Yeah, I'd okay. take that. Right. Foolish not to take that, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't take it. So, But the main reason I didn't take it is that a two in my hand I believe is worth way more than a two in somebody else's hand. That's true. And I promptly turned that next year's second round pick into Herbert. Oh, nice. Now do you make the trade Herbert for Metcalf? Yeah. Yeah. You, you never know what you're, you're giving up there. I guess that'd be right. the thing. Watson right now, until we've seen him on the field at all, you you would be doing that move just based off of your own personal opinion of Watson with no actual right thing to back it up and and that's where that's which where, really comes down to six foot four right right and that that is like i mean ultimately in dynasty football with these young guys at, right now you know in our league we drafted 30 rookies in the nasty <clears throat> everyone thinks that 
every one of those rookies is expected that they're going to be something special right yeah. now. Everybody right. is projecting all of their rookies to be awesome. Amazing, right? Yep. And when all of these guys hit, my team is going to be so tight. Yep. Well, speaking of amazing rookies, uh, Jared Goff is quarterback of the Lions. Yes, yes. And he's going to be throwing to a first-round wide receiver. Um, and they, there's actually – I think I I gotta see if this is true, but I think like the right now the Lions have like one of the most expensive offenses in the NFL as far as contracts. Wow! Right. So, what has the the nothing has changed uh, in the off season for the Lions? To me, I've heard a lot of hype on DeAndre Swift. However. I am seeing DeAndre Swift um, being ranked as a, a top seven or eight running back in almost every place that I'm going. Yeah, and that's fair. I right? mean, if you basically, if you believe that he will rebound from that injury, then top ten is safe all day. Top right. five isn't ridiculous. It's it's literally how well you think he's going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they got Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark, and they draft Jameson Williams, who doesn't feels like he won't be a factor till halfway through the season because of his injury and being a rookie. Um What about them tight ends there? Yeah, that is interesting. Um Yeah, you know who you know who they signed as tight end the offseason? No, no I fun, don't. Here's a fun story. Oh, this is great. All right, so they signed tight end Devin Funches. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. He converted himself to a tight end. Interesting. Um, I, I honestly think like this. I like that. Him. I do too. Um, because 6'5". Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, can't, you can't teach that. Y- you know what? I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck out there. Okay. Um, Ah, a lot of people are going to think this is a dead end player. Um, oh, you're going to make me take a U-turn on him? Sizzling hot takes. I'm kind of okay with Jared Goff this year. Oh shit. Um, I kind of don't hate Jared Goff. Uh, I got a buddy who's a Lions fan, and I kept hitting him with the Malik Willis shit leading up to the draft, and he kept telling me, no, we're good with Goff. We're going in with, like, that's going to be the guy. And I'm like, dude, you're you're fucking nuts. And he's like, no, we've got money in him. The offense looked all right. The offense looked all right with Tim Boyle. And he's like, no, he kept telling me. And, And so far, it's proven out to be right. Yeah, I'm going to say that you you could have Jared Goff on your roster as your quarterback number two if you play in a one quarterback league. Hmm. Um, wow, he's not. He's yeah. Uh, I'd take I, him as my three, but I'm not. I, I if he's my two, I'm nervous as fuck. Um, you know the thing with him, he only had eight interceptions last year. How many games did he miss? Just two or three. Okay. Oh, all right. 
well, let's see. Last year was 17 games, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he missed three games. Um, he had 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Okay, um, that's not terrible. Quarterback rating of 92 and a 67% completion rate. Okay. Okay. Then so on the Lions, that's not. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that that's my uh, that's that's one for you to take with you. But uh, Jared Goff, everyone just loves to hate him. But uh, man, I I think you could do okay picking him up. I li- I will say this: I like him over probably at least eight or nine other quarterbacks hmm. in the league as far as starters. Fair. This year we've turned the corner. I, I've Ooh. noticed looking around my dynasties, there are a lot of teams who don't have a viable two quarterback right now. Um, it used to be everybody had two and some people had three, but right. we've kind of ushered out that class of stable, consistent veteran quarterbacks. Right. And now there's a whole lot of young dudes and crapshoots going on. So uh, yeah, the depth at quarterback, like the old axiom used to be, Wait till five or six to take your quarterback, maybe even seven mm-hmm. or eight, and then turn around in the ninth or tenth and take your second. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> they yep. aren't that deep. Um, nope. I, so I agree. Goff, uh, just by default, moves up to a top 15 quarterback. Do you, do you mind if I just take a little scenic drive here? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. fucking hammered. Let's take a side, scenic side road. <laughs> We're, we're going to do it. We're going to rifle through this real quick, but I want to kind of, I want to kind of give you my point of where we put Jared Goff actually this year. Okay. So uh, uh, let's go down. Let's just quickly go through the AFC. Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, obviously. Jacoby Brissett, I'm taking Jared Goff. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, I'm taking Jared Goff. Oh. Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Tennessee, you taking Ryan Tannehill or Jared Goff? Oof. Tennessee's going to have a regression. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's a toss-up. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought that last year. No. Uh, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. No. Blasphemy. Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. Fair. Davis Mills, Jared Goff. Uh, that's that's another one. I don't know. I, I, that's a coin flip for me. I like me some Mills. I do too. I still, I still, I'm taking Jared Goff with the weapons over Mills, though. Okay. I mean, just, just he's got all these weapons. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen, no. Tua, no. Mac Jones. Mm, yeah, I'm with you there. Right. I think I'm going Goff. Zach Wilson. Oof. I mean, just as far as like talking dynasty role or just dynasty viable. role or this viable this season. I'm talking Goff as your backup. So I say, yeah, backup. So you're talking viable this season. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's yeah, yeah. No, I'm going with Goff over, over Wilson for this year, for sure. We can skip the AFC West because the quarterbacks there are. are yeah. It's not. Yeah. Stupid. There's nothing there. Uh, you're not going to take Dak. You're going to take Dak over Goff, but you're going to take. Uh, how about Daniel Jones? Yeah, I think he's kind of got a short leash this year. I think yeah. I'm going with Goff. Uh, you're not going to take Goff over Jalen Hurts. 
you're you're probably going to take golf over Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another coin flip. Fields, you probably got to keep him for his running upside. Uh, Cousins, you probably got to take Cousins over yeah. Goff. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that's true. Goff. Going with Goff. Jameis Winston. That offense. Jameis Winston. Probably Goff just based on weapons. Uh, Tampa. Obviously, you're going Brady. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. I like Baker. Uh, and then really Stafford. Obviously, you're not going to. Kyler Murray, you're not going to. Right. Trey Lance. Uh, we just don't know enough there. Drew Locke? Oh, sh- all day. All day. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, like, uh, like yeah, that me, was a surprising amount of yeses. Right. So to me, like, Jerry Goff's like a top, a top 15. I would say we got at least 15 yeses there. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, that's that's my take on the line. Okay, that's fair. All right, uh, let's let's get back on course here. Let, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think everything's pretty well set there. You know, they're running back. You know, they're backup yeah. running back. You know, the quarterback. Yeah, uh, Irv Smith obviously arrows up, especially yep. if it's a sneaky injury deal where people have forgotten yep. about him. Uh, tell me a little bit about the wide receiving core, though. Well, I guess the, the only guy that's interesting to me is KJ Osborne. Ah, that's the name I was looking for. Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson has become the elite number one yeah, yard. You know who receiver. he is. Yeah. yeah. Adam Thielen has become the touchdown guy. Um, Just he, solid, rock solid. Yeah. yeah. What used to be, what used to be a six catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown for Thielen now is like, Four catches. four catches, 65, and yeah. maybe one. Yeah. 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 You're having 14 points on a good week and, and seven to eight on an off yep. week based on so, that TD. I, I agree. So, I mean, Ir, you named Irv Smith. He's a guy that actually I think I think uh, Sneaky. moves up. Yeah, I really like him. And K.J. Osborne is the guy who did some stuff last year. And, you know. Uh, He's coming Adam, for Thielen's stuff. Yeah. Thielen is – He's, he, you know, Thielen's 31. He's going to hold him off for a little while, but it's, yeah. uh, it's inevitable. Yeah, it is. And, and so, yeah, I mean, KJ Osborne from a dynasty standpoint, there is really zero news. The only news you're going to hear out of uh, Minnesota Vikings camp that I'm paying any attention to is how's Irv Smith looking. Yeah. That, that's all, all I really am interested in at this point. Yeah. And obviously Madison, if you, uh, if you're in a dynasty, he's, he's, Probably been owned for years. So yeah, you know, uh, I I could touch a little bit on that because we can we can go deep here with the running back class. Okay, uh, I actually just traded for this guy. Okay, I traded for Ty Chandler, who was uh, a rookie running back um, for the Vikings, who was drafted in the fifth round. Right. So I, huh. I, I I'm not. This is our other. This is the flea flicker dynasty to play together. It's a much deeper league. Uh, running backs are at a premium there. He was a throw right. in a deal I did. But I started to think about what you just said. It actually popped into my head. Matson's been the backup running back there for a while. For a while. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, he's still only 24. But don't, don't you feel like Matson 
had quite a few chances to be this like league winner and just failed. I don't know. He performed when he's gotten the touches. He did two years ago. I feel like last year he didn't. Yeah. Okay. So last year, and Cook got hurt last year. See, he, I feel like you've been able to say that for quite a few years. I know. He only got 3.7 yards of carry. Huh. Um, that's not that's not great. But he catches on the backfield. So anyways, I, I, I will say this. Uh, Alexander Matson is at the end of his contract. Whoever backs up Delvin Cook is going to be a good player to own. So if Matson were to get hurt or next year, Ty Chandler's just the name, just to put, put in the put in the way back, way back machine. Um, he, he, he could be a factor um, next year. Uh, that's, that's about enough time in Minnesota, don't you think? Yeah, we're going to have to speed through the AFC to knock these off in time. So. Uh, that's going to be easy to do. Put the pedal down. Yeah, let's. I mean, uh, because the teams we're going to talk about really only two of them have changes. Yeah, um, Cincinnati. I mean, you, Burrow. It's all the same. Yeah, what? you've got your wide receiving core, obviously great. Your tight end, no better than last year. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just you swapped out Uzuma. You plugged in. Was it Hurst? There's no news out of there because the the only camp battle I've heard about is. Samaje Perrine uh, and Chris Evans might be battling for the number two running back. Right. Outside outside of that, everything's locked in there. Even even Hayden Hurst doesn't have competition. Yeah, the right? the big upgrades there were on the offensive line, which just expands the offensive pie for everyone. So I said that might make Hurst appetizing to take a shot on. That's your prerogative. I am fifty percent own share in in Chris Evans. Mixon goes down. Evans seems to vault P Ryan on the depth mm-hmm. chart and take the carries. So take that for what it's worth. We're going to hop over to Baltimore, but I'll tell you this, this is a messy one to me. Mm. Baltimore is right now. Speaking um, of cornucopia of shit, right? I mean, we know Rashad Bateman, who was a rookie last year is supposed to be their number one. They trade away Marquise Brown. What here, here's, here's the story. The two storylines that I've been hearing that I'm curious about, but not really. Okay. Okay. So, who's the number two wide receiver in Baltimore? Well, number one is Andrews. So, yeah. And number two uh, is Bateman. And I don't. Care I guess. Yeah. I don't care. Like, but I have been reading that this, there's a camp battle between Devin Duvernay and James Prochet. Okay. Um. So, for the but, the softest wide receiver name. Yeah, and and also and like I'm not drafting a wide receiver that sounds like he's an article that goes with my bed. Well, here's a yeah, <laughs> here's he does something like uh, oh, did you get that purple Duvernay? Put it in mm-hmm. there. I've got to tuck it in. Oh, is that the frilly one? Clearly. So, uh, you know, since the number two wide receiver with Lamar Jackson has never been anything worth owning, I, I'm a little bit more worried about one move that happened. Um, Micah Davis, running back, signed with the Ravens. Okay. Makes me nervous. That they're not quite sold on all of their injured running backs coming back? Dobbins and Edwards both reports them both are not ready yet. Um, Yeah, that's... uh, You don't sign Mike Davis as a long-term thing. So that, that is a move to me that says... 
They're not going to be ready to roll early. They're not. So, um, you know, you, you want to be real savvy. Go get Mike Davis. I hate, I mean, he'll be a starting running back. I, I think at this point with what I'm seeing, Mike Davis will be the starting running back for the Ravens. For the first two to four weeks. Yep. Yep. If you got room, get Mike Davis and then, you know, I'm sorry they have to look at that for so many weeks. But but (laughs) speaking of things I'm sorry I have to look at, let's hop over to Cleveland. Yeah. Well, we kind of touched quite a bit on Cleveland already. Um, They've got all the pieces minus a quarterback and, um, the odds yeah. are that's going to be Brissett for the bulk yeah. of the season. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out of retirement. Yeah, right. Honestly, that's probably the best option. They're not doing a Jimmy G mm-hmm. trade. Um, they've give, given up enough draft capital making moves this year. Uh, the free agent wire, she is barren. It's uh, yeah. Yep. yeah, they're going to have to roll with Brissett. That's the insurance yep. policy they settled on early. Um yeah, I think they're comfortable with it. They've known this is coming. Yep. Well, <laughs> you, however, should not be comfortable with it. No, no, you do. Don't get Brissett. Go get Goff for this. Yeah, <laughs> right. go get Goff and feel good. Do not feel good about Brissett. Uh, okay, the last team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I would say, you know, there's only one thing we really know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's that Najee Harris is the guy to own. Right. Um, um, the line can only improve from last right. year. He averaged right. like three a carry, um, which honestly was amazing yeah. <laughs> that he yeah. was able to produce what he did with that shitty, shitty line and the no holes that he had all year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah clearly quarterback position is in flux. Who knows how that's going to pan out. They've got mm-hmm. all the talent in the world in the wide receiver room. Friar we've touched on just weapons upon weapons. Can the line block? Who's at quarterback? Will they produce question mark central? The whole thing is a construction zone. Um, Mm -hmm. Approach it accordingly, but it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun for me to watch as a Steelers fan. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a nightmare as a, a fantasy football fan. I think it'll be fun to watch a rebuild from, Agree. Steelers fan. Yeah. You know, the last time Ben wasn't in camp, I had hair and I didn't have a kid. Wow. Yeah. Now I have one kid and no hair. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, that that can happen to the best of us. You should mention that your kid is also a senior. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's happening. Well, the, the the North is always a fun place to visit. I would say it's they're not my. I mean, if you're gonna get shit can hammered and go somewhere, yeah. it should probably be the North. Yeah, you really should. I mean, that's that's where I'm gonna go. If, if I'm just in the mood to drink, I want to head north. And I'm fucking greased. Mm. I have to like make a pizza or something. Mm. We've got some well five minutes here. I think we should just uh, randomly talk about things that come to our mind then. I, I still keep on getting pulled back to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel really good. At, I've said 75% own share in him. I was going to try to make the move in a couple leagues to get the Panthers wide receivers early anticipating right. the move. But even everywhere I looked, it just wasn't worth taking the shots. Right. right. He's, I mean, he's the thing is he's going to play so angry. 
and the whole offense gets an upgrade. That was such a dumpster fire last year. Robbie Anderson had a career year with Uh the New York Jets. Right. And then went to Carolina and regressed like a mother father. With the same quarterback. Exactly. How do you outpace the Jets in shititude? Right. I mean, a word, not even a word. I I think it's a great word. I mean, I really do think that Baker Mayfield is going to end up like, I, I think he top could 10. be. A, I think he I, could be a top ten quarterback I, in I Carolina. Do, I do, and you know, I, I, I'm really excited. Like I said, I pulled a trade for McCaffrey. I'm really excited because I look. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield fed the ball to Kareem Hunt so much in Cleveland. Like he, he, some quarterbacks just never feed their running backs. Like that's why, like, uh, like a Justin Fields makes me nervous for for Montgomery this year because they just like. They don't feed their running backs, but um, right, he's more he like does to run that. Mayfield feeds the running back position, so that's exciting. I mean, like, <clears throat> I feel like Baker Mayfield's gonna play like, uh, like if Tim Tebow found out his girlfriend got an abortion, like he's gonna he's gonna have that level of anger in his system. Yeah, he's gonna. I can't wait for Week One when he no. slaughters Cleveland. I think I think there's some other scenarios too. I do believe I got to look at this right now because I think there's so happy. I think there's some really fun week one matchups on former quarterbacks because I want to make sure that I'm right here before. Oh I, God! I hope they don't play the same time as Pittsburgh. No, but uh, I really oh, want to watch that. The uh, okay, I'm wrong, but it's, it's coming up Monday. Yeah, it is September 12th is the opening, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Okay. So the the Denver Broncos open the season at Seattle. Oh snap! So you got you got Drew Lock so, revenge game. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy too. All right. So right now, uh, this is new to me. Yahoo. If I go to the Broncos schedule on Yahoo, they give me ticket prices. Oh. Average ticket prices for games. Okay. Um, hot damn. The um, the Chargers are a very cheap place to see a game. <laughs> Good to know. You could I could buy tickets for a Monday night game in L.A. versus the Broncos, and tickets start at eighty bucks. Wow! But it gets cold down there in the field. Just ask Parham. Well. To, to give you a, this Monday night game versus Seattle starts at four hundred bucks. Go, damn! That's a lot of money to see Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. I hope you see Geno Smith. <laughs> you wouldn't want to pay all that money and not see Geno Smith. All right? Why did I fucking fly all the way across the country? You'd go home so angry. Oh, I didn't even play Geno Smith. Oh. 